There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. Yes. <laughs> Mmm, sucking down a Starbucks, having a nice time. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to cross streams against Spring Hill Jack. No, please mm. don't. Spring Hill Jack is fantastic. I have today's episode. I don't even know what to do with myself today. I don't know what to do with myself. Put your clothes on. That's what I did. Brush your teeth. That's what I did. Comb your back hair. Nope. Let that go. Let that go. Let, Let that wild. be wild. Joke is wild. I would love to see you on a motorcycle shirtless as your back hair just Referrals in the wind. I did recently ask Amber Nelson yes. if I should trim it back, and she said no. Your back hair? Yeah. No, it would itch. Well, oh, no, my not God. shave, but oh. like just kind of shape it. No, no, just leave it. Let, well, have let... you seen how 3D it gets to oh, the yeah. side? I've seen it. Um, but we're not talking about my unidentified system of back hair. It's very, it's very identified. This is side stories. I'm Ben hanging out with Henry. You better be. Um, I, uh, I'm again. I'm at a loss. Right before we recorded, you're at a loss for words. I am. I. It's it, it, bad. Film. Yeah, it's bad for yeah. us. It's bad for our jobs. But. Uh, we just had a bombshell news story in the UFO slash UAP information scope that just landed on my lap. Marcus and I then had like a super kind of vaguely frightening mm. conversation about it this morning. Why was it, it makes, frightening? It makes me feel uh, discomforted. Why? Because, you know, this is the type of thing that you thought you think truly in many ways. Yeah. I am thrilled that this information is coming down the we'll pipe get to the info in a second. But uh, in many ways, uh, this I is everything know you've ever wanted. But you know what I noticed? But you know what they said to the man who got everything he ever wanted? What? Now you can live happily ever after. Sure. It's not true. It's Why actually not? Makes okay, that's a myth. extremely complicated. That is such a myth. Money doesn't buy happiness. It scientifically I'm has been proven that it does. If you do have everything that you want, your life is better than if you have nothing that you want. There is no. I don't no, care. I'm not. I'm going to just we're not pretending. Kissel, honest, no. And this is not what I'm talking about. There's no money in disclosure. Okay. All right. Not when soft disclosure <laughs> slowly becoming more erect into hard disclosure, mm. which is what we're talking about here. Disclosure has been looking at some hardcore smut. I'm just saying that everything's going to change. Okay. Is what this information means, right? If, if hard disclosure of you, the nature of UFOs is real. I know. Everything's going to change in a way that we don't really know what is going to be included in that. Well, let's just hop right into what this former intelligence officer had to say. Now, this comes from the debrief, but now it's getting picked up by New York Magazine. It got picked up by WAPO was going to pick it up, but they said that they're yes. still researching it. And also, this was, also, the debrief, a great, great name for a porn site that the UFO might like to look at. I don't think they're sexual. Oh, they are. I oh my already I, you turned me into a pirate. They are. I think a lot of times what they do to us just is sexual to us because our holes are connected to those feelings, and they just look at them as holes. I think every biological creature likes to have sex. Well, they. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like they might be mechanical in nature. So okay. this is a this is the from the debrief. Intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. Now Whoa. the reason why this story has any form of legs is because number one is being put together by the reporters, Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal who were the ones that blew open the cover to the, uh, in December, 2017, the original 
disclosure the movement. Video. Yes, the TikTok video. Lou Elizondo. The same guys putting this together, and they have gotten a hold of this story by a man that was a decorated former combat officer mm-hmm. by the name of David Grush. He's thirty six we'll years old. Say fun. it correctly. It's David Charles Grush. It's 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 Grush. And I will say this: thirty six years old looks to be around forty five, but that's typical for a ufologist or someone accidentally turned into a ufologist. But as far as ufologists go. He's an 11 out of 10. He's fine. He's fine so far. He looks trustworthy. He's holding it. He, he has a picture next to all of his pins and all of his all of his lanyards. Yeah, I you would love not. Lany- I'm surprised you didn't join the military, given your love of lanyard. It's a lot of other things into it. I'm not big on pull-ups. <laughs> I like to choose what I eat. I like to choose when I go to sleep. Right. I don't like making my bed. These are all things that uh, you get beaten for with, yeah, with yeah. soap and socks. It's they really- beat you all night. Be like the, you know, Gomer Pyle. In full metal jacket. It is the making the bed thing. But nonetheless, why does this matter? It's because for the very reason this man is disciplined. Let me let me unpack this. Unpack it. So David Charles Grush, he is a combat, he's a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan. He's a veteran of this a thing called the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Don't know what that is, called the NGA. And another thing called the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO. Now, what my little bit of research shat out was that both of these places are. <laughs> So, you know, we know the big ones. Sure. NSA, CIA. FBI. FBI. We know these ones. Even the DIA very rarely see that acronym. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, that stands for Federal Booby Inspector. That is. Mm-hmm. I, I, we kept trying to yeah. switch it. Or we kept being like, I could tell what a booby shape is just with my hands and eyes. Yes. And then J. Edgar Hoover was like, can it be Federal Ball Inspector, please? But these guys, the National Reconnaissance Office is one of those places that provides material data and intelligence to the Air Force. And these are places that are secrets within secrets. So these are are extremely densely covered intelligence agencies within many different layers of intelligence agencies. So we're talking the people that work within this office don't know what the person in the office door next to them does. No idea. Which, of course, is why people look at, like, Lou Elizondo and be like, weren't you just a glorified janitor? How do you know all of this? But then at the same time, Perhaps they do sprinkle information onto someone like a Lou. Well, Lou then, was, you know, who knows? What you discover? Even people, you know, Fernando, you work here. People who work for people, you work in these environments, you pick shit up, right? Sure. And you hear and listen. But this guy was not that. This guy was the National Reconnaissance <laughs> Office's representative to the UAP task force from 2019 to 2021. His job was to go and take the data that he would then give to the Air Force in terms of like, it was about, it's about space materials mm-hmm. and foreign interference in our airspace and in our war space, wherever we consider sacred airspace. So right? this is unique because this was actually his job. This, this was, was not, this is not a peripheral person. No. This is what his job was, was, was to go job. collect space trash. It's on his resume. Yes. He has been bona fide he by bonafide. many different people. Carl E. Neal, a recently retired Army colonel, he has said that he characterizes Grush as, quote-unquote, beyond reproach. Christopher mm-hmm. Mellon, that was another guy that has been a big name in the UFO world, mm-hmm. who has been asking for more transparency. He worked for the U.S. intelligence community for 20 years. He was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. He also says this. This guy knows exactly what it is that he's talking about. And what this guy has come grush forward, what he's come forward and saying is that there are 
uh, hidden groups within groups that are either civilian or black budget government groups that no one they're outside the realm of the executive branch of the government mm -hmm. and they have in their hands some form of UFO what they call exotic material they believe there are partial parts of something and that there are possible whole intact yeah. machines or it's just a tuft of Joe Exotic's pubic hair this is according to Christopher Mellon a number of well-placed current and former officials have shared detailed information regarding this alleged program, including insights into the history, governing documents, and the location where a craft was allegedly abandoned and recovered. He goes on to say, obviously, it's a delicate matter. Well, so that's fascinating. Well, the issue is, is that Grush has been going from within the government and complaining. He is saying he has put out these things. Is he being the squeaky wheel? Because the squeaky wheel, yes, it does get the it does get the lube, but it also gets replaced. It does. Keith Raniere said that he does. Well, and we, I love when <laughs> our basis of wisdom, our management <laughs> style, really comes from Keith Raniere. We, he Grush is formally complaining to his bosses that the he's tattletaling. He's doing the thing. He's true whistleblower because there's new he's rules. He's a whistleblower. There's new rules for protection of whistleblowers yes. within the government that he's basically trying to take advantage of and say, like, now you're going to protect me. I am trying to tell Congress that there are secret, uh, basically, reconnaissance offices, these like, these weird parts of the government that go out, find crash material since Roswell. It started with Roswell, mm -hmm. and they are bringing them in, and they do not want any congressional oversight. They're doing it without anybody knowing what's going on. And he is saying someone's going to come and check this out. And what I think this is pointing to is that for a period of time, the U.S. government made a big deal that disclosure, talking about aliens and saying that it's whatever this is, because they're still just calling it exotic material. Well, you're saying that it could not be, whatever it is that they have, literally physically could not be made on the planet Earth, and that it operates in a way that we do not understand. And back to that point, Henry, this is bona fide. Uh, this was Grush prepared many briefs for this uh, to give to the government. It's FY 2023 National Defense Authorization Act that's spearheaded by Kristen Gillibrand, who we don't like, and Marco Rubio, who we also don't like. And it was signed into law by President Biden, which basically states that any person with relevant UAP information can come forward without retaliation yes. to Congress. So but, they, this is like legislation. Yes, but Grush is saying that he did receive, quote unquote, unofficial retaliation from within his own groups. Limited snacks? I must have what been. What was the retaliation? I honestly think maybe he wasn't allowed to go, like, watch the triangle spin around and go try to fix the Super Bowl. Mm. Like, I don't know what they were going to do with the material. <laughs> fix the Super Bowl. I, who fucking knows? What? But he, this is what he's coming out and saying is that there's a inner, there's a cold war that is happening across the world. Crazy. That is a giant race to recover and retroactively work on this material to create technology for human beings. Right. And that the intelligence community or certain parts of the intelligence community are trying to keep it from congressional oversight. But I think what this shows is what I was saying before. The Congress, originally the U.S. government, did not believe and did not believe the United States of America. And then people as a whole could handle this type of news about hard disclosure. Right. But I think we're really starting to see is a little bit of kind of what we talk about with JFK. Conspiracy theories work on small scales. So you have these private contractors or fringed elements from the U.S. government that are part of, they're part of their jobs are sort to of go and pick up all this weird shit and put it in a hanger. Yeah. And they've been given multiple, multiple millions of dollars to kind of figure out what this shit does, and none of it works, right? So you have these contractors, this is me extrapolating, 
They're looking at this shit. They're like, I don't want to go talk to Marco Rubio today about this. (laughs) I don't want to go and speak to these people because I think the intelligence community at this point distrust the government more than they distrust us. Well, there's a lot of distrust all around, isn't there? Absolutely. Giving this information to some moron like Marjorie Taylor Greene. These people are literally looking to sell this information to other countries. They're looking to betray us. They want to do it. They're excited to do it. And then they're also, there are people on the other side are trying to use this information. But what he's trying to come out and say is that we need to acknowledge this massive Cold War that has happened between us and China and Russia, and India, and France, and Great Britain, which is all real, all searching for this shit at the same time, because Mm. maybe if we all kind of put this up to light, then we can all kind of come together as a group and talk about what this material is. Because the intelligence community- a very Stephen Greer positive. He's an asshole. Incorrect. Okay. That is an incorrect Okay. This is not Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer is the opposite. He thinks he's just trying to make money for his, basically, podiatry from the future. (laughs) Well, so you have a theory, though, perhaps- this will bring the nations together. It will not. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying that that's, that's Grush's idea, that this is what we're trying to keep from the United States people. But I am saying what this is illustrating is the distrust within the communities yes. to want anybody involved with anything that's going on. And you know what? You've got your UFO vans popping. I, I, I love it. I love it. This is real. exciting. It's just, so in July of 2021, that's when Grush... He uh, provided this classified information. Now, again, there was a bunch of retaliation at uh, after that towards him. And then July of 2022, just one year later, the intelligence community inspector general found his complaint credible and interesting, urgent. Yeah, no, it's real. Which is fast. So, it, you know, one year turnaround. So Grush is like, you know, getting farted on yes, in the office. everything. And then 12 months yeah, later. Wedged, yeah, you're all coming by, yeah, flat tire at him and shit. 12 months later, he is literally one of the most respected voices on disclosure up to this point in human history. We, we're going to find out. Obviously, a lot is going to come out of this. I just, there's something to this. It, I really there feel is. like that we're seeing a massive cultural shift where the People, you people of planet Earth are into the concept. We get it now. Like, we are looking oh, yeah. for this information. We want to know whether or not we are alone. Will everything be different after this information comes out? Maybe. Maybe. Things might shift in a way that we don't understand, which is what is, makes me nervous, right? The one thing is the power of our jelly. We do adapt. We do. I swear to God, we will just have. We'll just roll on. We'll it'll just, just fold just, them in. It'll just be folded yes. in. We'll fo- but, but interesting. What makes me, but a part of me that, uh, it, it, it just, I guess I get really hesitant because you, you watch it. And obviously you can't trust any of these people. And I, I when I was a young man, I completely want it full on hard up my ass disclosure. I want it in my mouth. I want it all Whoa, over my face. Buddy. I want all the disclosure. But now the I'm starting. Debrief. But now I'm kind of seeing like in a way, because obviously once I got hired by the CIA, I actually understood a lot more about the inside little, the inner worker, the inner workings of it. Joke that does make me slightly convinced. No, no, no. Yeah, I've been working for years. Honestly, they're great. Yeah, I love the again snacks. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. You don't um, gotta put the dollar into the machine. You just hit the button. You just the button. Just come right out. Part of the Pentagon, yeah, we pay thirty dollars per bag of chips. Yeah, yeah, but somebody else says we don't. Uh, but this concept of the intelligence officers, like you know, because this is the problem, right? Intelligence community, they think they know. They think they always know what's best for the entire world because they say they have all of this data, blah blah blah. Even though they still kind of have to suss it out and analyze it, and they probably may, don't may always ask, know what's best. May I ask? Is it simple jealousy that you're not opening the gift? 
No, I don't is care. Is it because you're not the one who is going to be seeing this thing first? Because it's going to be used. No, I want somebody else to check it out before I get I want it to be pretty vetted before <laughs> I'm handling it. But I wonder if, you know, we talk about the, this puts together a lot of hanging strings. Yeah, it does. So maybe it's true. Maybe with the people say the triangle UFOs that we're seeing, because there's a lot of people saying they think that it's, it is U.S. government material. What that if we're we, trying, got, yeah. we got one thing? That goes up and down, left and right, and swirls around. It can do a bunch of weird shit. We put a frame on it so that humans can sit on it and, and within it. And then that's all we got. You we know? got this thing. and We don't know what it is. So the intelligence agencies are also sitting there having blown all of this money. And they're sitting on all of these secrets that they don't know what the fuck to do with because it's just a glowing thing sitting in a hangar. And so they're afraid to, to talk to anybody because they're going to, yeah. everyone's going to get their fucking heads chopped off. And then the U.S. government can't fucking be trusted with the information either. Well, from a national uh, security perspective, obviously you want to hold this close to the chest. And then from a national conspiracy perspective, you probably want to hold it close to the chest yes, as well. It's on all levels. Because then also um, then, why are you telling me? Then it's also the other side, because I also don't trust a single fucking word that comes from the intelligence community. So Grush is out there, in my estimation, you're telling me what I'm supposed to be knowing. You don't trust Christopher Mellon? I don't trust Christopher, Christopher Mellon. Christopher Mellon looks like... I don't like trust anybody. That's, I honestly, I have a hard time trusting you if you live in Virginia. Never mind. Anybody mm -hmm. who's close to Washington, D.C. Christopher you know Mellon I mean? looks like if, if if uh, Derry Johnson never smoked weed. <laughs> oh, man, a sad day. A sad yes, day. But we, we, how could you trust Grush? He's been hand-trained by all of these people. So it comes down to, I feel like this is just how they want us to tell. They, how they want us to know is by doing it this way, by slowly but keeping constantly yes. kind of softly letting it out that we have shit that we don't know what it is, but, but because the problem is, is that China has it too, and they probably are pretending like they know what it is, and they know what to do yeah, with it. I'm happy to be here to support you during this mental breakdown. God, I just so, think it's complicated. So the, according to Mellon, he says, this is unprecedented oversight challenge for the committees. But then he does make a blatant lie. He says, but I believe we have leaders in Congress who are up to the task. Absolutely not. Uh, who do you look at? <laughs> who do you go? You go to Congress. Who's the one? Then you're like, I like yeah, the you're guy. the go-to guy. Uh, you're my go-to guy. They're wearing uh, Van Zant's headbands. He had Not cancer. A I wouldn't trust any one of them with my fucking laundry. Yeah. Never mind. We're going to fucking give them the secrets of the universe. They don't know what the fuck to do with it. We're covering the Manhattan Project. The whole, the whole base is... Oh, man. I do Wow. Need Actually, that's a really good... Pan flutes, honestly, are That was necessary. really needed. That was really needed. That just, vein was about to pop, bro. I, I was just, about to get blood all over my face. I know. This is a transitional period for a song. Yep. And that's why is. I, too, Henry Zabrowski, have to seek a little peace and quiet. You do, actually. And that's why I have to thank Smith & Wesson. <laughs> Smith & Wesson, that's good. <laughs> I really have to thank that because just cleaning a gun puts me to sleep at night. Right from your grave. Uh, according to Jonathan Gray, he says the secrets have been necessary. Sure. He says, though a tough nut to crack, potential technology advancements may be gleaned from the non-human intelligence UAP retrievals well, that, that's by what Marcus, any sufficiently advanced nation. But Marcus brought up. And when then I, used for asymmetrical warfare. True. And then Marcus also brought up, I mean, a, kind of a true thing, which is that if we do open up the, the backlogs to everybody to talk about this information, if we open up to the private sector, maybe something actually can get done. We're talking again about the powers of fucking capitalism, unfettered capitalism. Is that if they could essentially dump private companies, you know, you give the, you know, we haven't given this thing to Apple yet. 
But you know, I don't think if we should. I don't know if we. I well, don't know if they should the have that real, kind of power. Those are the real world leaders. Yeah, I know anyway. that's what's scary. You know, what I mean, like, do do we trust them? No, I don't think so because we can't choose them. But we also can't choose the people that we chose. We can't trust the fucking the government and then the intelligence community. You also can't trust. Them. We didn't choose them. Yeah. So who do we trust besides you know me? You got to get a shirt that says "This body runs on coffee." You're just gonna have to slow it down, pal. What do you mean? You're just gonna have to just let it be, let I, it unfurl for you. I, 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 you can't, I, you can't push this kind of stuff, dude. Uh, I know, I know. I feel like I got a. It's like too big a shit. <laughs> because if you push hard, you blow the whole. You know, it doesn't work. You blow the work. whole thing. I just was watching because it was one of those where yeah. this week I was like, oh, this will be silly side stories. There were some right. stories like, oh, this will be silly. And then this story came down. And then I mean, it is truly, next, utterly insane. Well, because, you know, there's a, a reporter, Ross Colhart, that has a seven hour interview with Grush and he's holding for a week. Everybody is. Now, this is the problem. Now it's this massive media event, right. too. And you're like, I, I don't trust any of that. The I don't more, trust any of the trappings around it either. No, the more advertisements, the more money around it, it's the more bullshit gets to, in there. Which then makes me think that this is what the intelligence community wants us to know. Also, does it take seven hours? Just tell me. Well, he apparently Just he goes tell like, me. if you can even believe the drive here was fascinating. Oh, was yeah, see, this is the problem. I was going to take it. the Highway 45, but instead I took a... State Route 49. Ken Burns can Ken Burns it because he is that beautiful narrator. Manchester, no Alabama. one sounds like that. I went through New York, California. I went all the way through Paris, did, Nevada. Did you see the? Did you see an alien or not? Aren't we all aliens I'm to each other? You. you know what I mean? I'm like it starts you. that. But that's again. Remember, not alien, exotic. Don't know what it means. We also don't know whether or not this shit is very, very old. Or if the stuff's very, very right. new. That's the other thing. Is that, but they all are pointing to I mean, it can't be Roswell any- was the beginning of all this. And you know what started Roswell? The Manhattan Project. Which is why I'm... It all comes I'm, together. While Marcus is doing so much hard work on the history series, my plan is, as it goes, is to completely devolve, <laughs> to, just destroy all his work. Sandbag yeah. the hours of work Good. by connecting it back to Roswell. But guess what? I might be fucking right. Well, you just might be. You, you just might need to bet on me, fuckers. Well, I'll be here to make sure the friendship doesn't totally dissolve. He's looking for the distraction. Into utter chaos. Well, in a serious note as well, uh, just briefly, I just think this story is insane. Out of Cleveland, nearly 30 kids have been missing. We talked about it on Opal Lines yesterday this during a Missing People episode. Up. So sad. Uh, according to Police Chief John Majoy, he's never seen anything like this in 33 years. They're black kids, 12 to 17 years old. Uh, they are um, gone. And a lot of people are saying they ran away, but kids don't run away. Um, This is what uh, the police chief had to say. He says there's always peaks and valleys with missing persons. But this year, it seems like an extraordinary year. Oh, yeah. And it's there's another sad piece of news when it says Cleveland has reported this is from Forbes has reported an alarming increase in missing children. But uh, although the available data makes it unclear just how big of an increase it is over previous years. It's horrifying. It's really fucked up. So this is, uh, you know, human trafficking, human sex trade, the people that go under the radar, people fall through the cracks. Just want to highlight that a little bit. Um, I have no idea. They're not, they didn't run away. Maybe one, but kids just don't run away. No, not in a group. Unless no. they, because I mean, a lot of times they run away in a group and they show up someplace else is because they're stopping an evil clown. Oh, yeah. You know, they it. have to do something like that. Um, I'm Pennywise. Also, just lastly, oh, the, yeah. uh, the the um, sheriff, he does say that they don't know if this is a trafficking thing, a gang activity, or drug related, but it's just very scary. So if you are in Cleveland, be very safe. Also, you know what was weird? They didn't put an Amber Alert out for any of these. Not if I there's just, too many of them. 
That's the problem, I guess. Multiple Amber Alerts. I feel out. like they put one Amber Alert. Like, yeah, but there's thirty of them. Doesn't this seem like we'll just let the one do it all? This is Pennywise. No, it's very dude. bad, dude. This is no, Pennywise. It's extremely sad. Check and the sewers for balloons. I would also, if you're interested in stories like this that are extremely sad but also really intense, here on Side Stories we covered a lot of the quote unquote real story behind the orphan film, Natalia Grace. Oh yeah. But you should watch this Discovery Plus. This this story, I forget what the name of it is. Discovery Plus, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Michael Barnett, that was her adoptive father, and Christine Barnett, they are, the, the twists and turns of yeah. this story are absolutely fucked up. Yes, Natalia Grace was, uh, she was sort of a, uh, she got to be a problem wherever she was, but largely was to do the fact that she was extremely abused and she was tossed around by super shady Ukrainian like weird ass like child services that allowed a six year old that was probably 15 allowed them to kind of go through all of these systems. It's just it is a wild story and it is it's not good. Weird, yeah. It's the- not good. But Natalia Grace was at some point, like if it was a part well, of me, if you moved the Warwick Davis's leprechaun character to a nice like apartment complex yeah. somewhere like in like where they did it in Indiana the first one yeah it's kind of like that it's like one person became a locus of chaos around a bunch of people well, because basically Natalia Grace took the abuse and she suffered and then kind of spread it about amongst a bunch of absolutely. people absolutely the curious case of Natalia Grace Natalia it's Spies. a crazy story um, and that the, poor girl I feel a lot for Natalia Grace she needed a lot of help she says this is my side of the story and I'm gonna say what happened because I never get a chance to say she does. That's really interesting. Harrowing. The father is one of the shadiest humans in documentary history. The adopted father? Oh, yeah, dude. It has a full jinx moment. It has a bunch of stuff because they are they are weirdos. Because the adoptive father is trying to fully throw Natalia Grace under the bus. But now there's a lot of shit that's coming up that's showing that they really abused that little girl during a period of time. And yes. When he got her age, he did get her legally aged to 22. She was probably 14 years old. Yeah, how do they do that? Like rings on a tree? You, the just, fuck you-, you find the right shithead judge in the right shithead Indiana mm. court circuit, which is just complete. It is the worst. Anywhere. Not to be anything. I mean, you know, we have our listeners well, in Indiana. Are but you know, things are, everywhere. things are fucked up there right now. And it's, they basically went to a guy who just didn't give a shit. Just basically just didn't give a shit. Mm. Pass it all declared a child 22 years old and then just unleashed that child on a neighborhood. They basically then just moved her around to a bunch of places where she literally probably physically couldn't change her clothes or take care of herself or operate a stove. So she used to break into people's homes and steal their food, steal their alcohol, get hypersexual with the little boys. Like that's all the weird shit where like they'd find Natalia Grace out playing with all the kids in the neighborhood and trying to take their pants off and shit. Real weird because she weird. was all met. She was all messed up. Well, it seems like, you know what? seems like there's a lot to unpack. There. I actually feel like that um, case is even more complicated than the UFO case. It might be. Also, Leprechaun, as long as you don't steal his gold, I think he'd be a fine bunkie. Just let him have his gold. All right. Well, speaking of children and cool pastors, cool church. Look oh, at this you want to go right shit. to this really great story. Of good, course good, good. I do. Keep it because really. these people are the ones on the front lines protesting outside of drag shows and they're the real perverts themselves. Always. South Carolina youth pastor accused of filming girls in his church because uh, the church Which, for well, some they were reason, singing in the choir? Or? No, when they were showering mm. because you know, all, you know how sweaty you get after you do 12 
13 laps in the and, church. And yeah, it's um, just praise in Christ. Why does a church have a shower? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't well, know. I mean, I invite a pastor over to watch me shower once a week, but that's just because that's his punishment. He's on parole. Yeah, this guy for, looks like... And so I feel like that's a really good idea. I think that we should do for every pastor that is on parole for some form of like child crime or stuff, make them watch a 40-year-old man shower. Oh, God. <laughs> watch him. Shower, fully shower, just like put on my anti-fungal nail polish, (laughs) watch me shit. Like you'd be like, yeah, you like it? Yeah, getting horny for it. Well, a former South Carolina youth pastor, again, he was arrested and charged last week on accusations. He videotaped at least six girls uh, young as young as 14 years old. The guy's name is Daniel Kellen Mayfield. He looks like someone who doesn't agree with Hitler, just loves the way he looks. He just loves Yeah, um, He has a Nazi's haircut and a, a, and a uh, pervert's mind, which I guess makes him... Uh, he, he just needs to go away. He just, he, I hate this fucking cool pastor look. Oh, it's always the worst. He looks like he was at Charlottesville marching about blood and soil. The man's a total fucking piece of shit. Um, This is according to a parent. They say he took advantage of them in a vulnerable situation. And this is not just a one-time deal. It seems to be going on much longer. We don't feel like he needs to be released for any reason. Again, there is something worse about this man's position of power, putting himself in that position, knowing exactly what he was going to do, and videotaping these young girls. So this guy, uh, if there's fucking douchebag of the week, it's Daniel Kellen Mayfield. Again, there's something so predatory about putting yourself in that position. And it's just so disgusting because yeah, of the course. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you uh, know, the 14 year olds that go to like people don't go to church when things are going great. So oftentimes they just, you know, take advantage of people at their lowest. But I feel like it, it's a really good awareness we've been doing. Yeah. Kissel, yeah, yeah. like honestly, we're helping bring justice. But we let's celebrate one great American as okay, well. Sure. Stone Man Willie. Who the heck is Stone Man Willie? One of America's oldest mummies. <laughs> and he's finally being allowed to be buried. <laughs> Wait, why didn't they bury him? Oh. Isn't being mummified kind of being buried? No, 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 because he's on the road. What? Reading, Pennsylvania. Now, there's officials with uh, with All Man Funeral Home in Reading. Um, Wait, it's called the All Man. All Man. It's A-U-M-A-N. So, All Man <laughs> okay. Funeral Home. That's, what, um, that's the sound you make when your friend dies. All oh, Man. Stone Man Willie finally going to sleep. Oh. See, Stone Man Willie is one of America's oldest mummies, but he's a real daddy to this community. <laughs> he's a century-plus resident of the funeral home. Now, oh. you're going to hear his story. Now, there, there's now an opportunity to go see him this year before they bury him. So remember, this is uh, yeah, this is this year. So you get to Reading. You got uh-huh. to get to Reading. It is the 275th anniversary of Reading, Pennsylvania. And he is going to be the featured guest at the parade, October 1st. <laughs> and then October 2nd through October 6th, he is going to be opportunity. You can go say hello to Stone Man, Willie. Oh. He's going to be dressed in period dress for some reason, which is kind Why? of disgusting. No. He's you know? a mummy. No, because I would, I do wish they had put him in like a, like a bussin' outfit, like with the big, like, you know, the 90s, like thin glasses and the bucket hat. I could see that. But no, they're, do, that. they're doing old timey. And so, so they're dressing. Who is in charge of dressing the mummy? The only the this is most gonna morbid man new disease. Who knows? This is gonna unleash. Well, if we not watch the Brendan Fraser vehicle, dude, this dude, come this on, guy, it's been, he's been rocking it. He's just been hanging out in the lobby this whole time. He's been around. Now he was. Well, then why are they burying him now? Because it's the twenty two hundred seventy fifth anniversary, and they're trying to make some heat. 
<laughs> That's literally why you're doing it. So people are now, so this is according to. They shouldn't bury him. According to Kyle Blankenbiller, the funeral director. <laughs> people who are now in their 70s and 80s remember coming here as elementary school children to view him. Because he has been on display since 1895. He so, will. You know why he would. Willie, in 1895, he was arrested for petty theft. But then he wouldn't give and, his name, right? He said, he said it's like, my name's William Penn, because anyone, he was like saying John Doe in Pennsylvania. And then two days later in jail, he died because they killed him. No, no, no. He just dropped dead. He dropped dead. Well, yeah. He dropped dead. I actually trust 1895 cops more than I trust them now. You know what I mean? I don't but know. But no, this is back when it was more like wardens or whatever. But no, they said that the the guy, Mr. So Allman, the original, wait, the original Mr. Allman, yeah. he got this opportunity, he got a Real. fresh dead guy. They sent over the, the the funeral, right? And old man was like, you mean to tell me uh-huh. this sucker ain't got no family? I'm not sure about the uh, interpretation of the old man And there. they were like, but no, I, he wasn't. And so to experiment, old man decided, I want to see if I could make a mummy my own damn self. And uh-huh. that's what he Very did. Good. He just made him a mummy, and then he's just been hanging out for fucking 100 plus years. Well, this place is about to be exceptionally haunted. Um, because first of all, so. he's, he's a criminal. Been there. His ghost doesn't need I know, to haunt him. His body happy. is there. Yeah, he's happy to be seen. Oh, he's hanging out. He's a criminal, socialized. A, but now he's going to be just buried. A thief. That's not that bad. Now he's going to be buried. You know how horrible that's going to be. He went from the living room to the goddamn beneath hey, the floorboards. Man. I feel like that's why Tina Turner went when she went. The show was over. Well, you know her husband took care of her. She really did. He I, really, I really did. That. She saw, deserved every moment of peace in Sweden. I saw Oprah. Switzerland? She went to either one of those. She was and people get at me all the time for not knowing the difference between them, but I, I don't. No, because we'll never be able to escape to a castle because we've had enough of humanity. I might be able to go to Florida. You might be able to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> which will be good. But her husband really did take care of her. Oprah and Gail were talking about what a great husband he was. Apparently, she had a lot of health issues towards the end. So now do you want to be Tina Turner? I do. Okay. Just to be that so beloved, those legs. I know. What an icon. But then people just, people are, they ruined it. They ruined it. Who ruined it? it? People ruined it. She got sick of people. Well, she just got she, done. She Lizzo's got tired. getting sick of people too. And Lizzo says, you better stop talking about my weight. I'm going to be done singing. She needs to get off social media because fuck all this. They fucking, you know. make the music. People love what you do. You already got the edification. You got full crowds. Everybody loves you. You don't fucking mm-hmm. need these goddamn haters. You but don't. Tina Turner went there because she said that she gave enough of her life service and she wanted to live the and rest of her took, life for herself. But they she, took everything plus more. She, she dealt with Ike. Oh Which my is the saddest God. of all. I know. What an asshole. He didn't have to be that mean. He didn't have to be that mean. No, he didn't. The only beat he should have been involved with was the backbone of rock and roll. Now, <laughs> I feel Wow. <laughs> really, really good stuff there. Right from your grave. And you see, you oh, see the right. one with the Tennessee woman who tried it again, another fake hitman. Never do it. And this one was, she went to a place called, she tried to get a, a, a fake hitman, right, from a website called Online Killers Market. <laughs> again, how many of these have to come out? How many? Um, but it was because she had met a dude on a dating site, right? Which I know you like, this has got to be a thing for, for, single, for single people. Because it's true. At some point on a dating site, or when you're single, you're dating like five people, or you're dating around, right? You're doing I some things, know. right? And then, kind of like at some point, sometimes one of them horses pulls to the top of the race. <laughs> I guess. And right? so. you're like, I like Dave more. 
he fucking I like the fact that I like his uh choice of underwear and I he, like the I like how his house is close to the train. That's really not, whatever it takes. Something happens, right? You choose everyone's the like love. It's so it's so like scientific or whatever. It's all fucking you close to me. Great. Well, sometimes, but you hope that that's, that's when it works it best. That's when it works best. I think is when it does work into a life that is you were already living. Blah blah blah. But this woman said that she was dating a dude while he, and he they were single, and then finally he came forward. And he said, "Hey," and this guy was truly uh, like on the level because they do long hikes together. And eventually he what? said, "I mean, he's on the level." Well, you say, "Hey, how many people go missing on hikes?" But no, the dude finally said to her, "He's like, listen, I've enjoyed the time I've been spending with you to this young woman, Melody Sasser, uh-huh. and he, but I met somebody else. I'm gonna get real. I'm getting really serious with this person. I'm Does going with them." Does somebody get murdered in this story? Well, no. She immediately goes to online killers market to hire uh. a hitman to try to kill the new woman that has quote unquote stolen her man. Well, maybe it's best that he ended that when he did. It is crazy. She went into the pseudonym cat the pseudonym cat tree. Cat um, tree. to post her hit order on the website. It's not um, Uber Eats. You can't we've I mean how many times we I know it's, it's not a hitman. It's not in here. You got to do it Sasser, yourself. It needs to seem random or an accident or plant drugs. I do or not want a long drugs. investigation. This is what Sasser says. What right? drug? Wait, or plant drugs. What is, what is, and, oh, I've shot you. I'm Here's my fingerprints. Not the hitman. That's your fucking job. Here's a little okay. riddling. My job is I fuck everything up for everybody else and I <laughs> yeah. pay you. To clean it out, all right. So you do the killing, I do the second. I mean, at least Lori Vallow killed the kids herself. Yeah, Leah. At least she had well, the responsibility. She, no, she, she didn't have her brother. It was do probably it. her brother yeah. and Chad Daybell who probably did it. So she went. She uh, she said that she needed this. She went to the website. A uh, before she did this, she showed up unannounced at the dude's new house. So she went and stalked him. Oh he moved God. in a new house. The woman moved in with him. She started showing up at the house. The authority said that the quote she said to them, "I help you both fall off a cliff and die." Well, that's right? acceptable. And she found out that they, they sure absolutely, but keep it online. Right? Keep yeah. Keep it to an online. Fall comment. off a cliff and die, and then you block. Yeah, then you get. But it blo- seems yeah, then like then she block. then it seems like she did more um, than that. Then the cars got fucked up. They said the cars were getting all scratched up. Then they were getting a bunch of calls from untraceable numbers. She was buying burner phones, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then she would wow. show up at her match's wife house and where she worked right so the new match right the new the, her her friend her ex-boyfriend quote-unquote barely boyfriend's right. new wife she was showing up at her work and the way she figured out how to do that was she became friends with her so this is these now these weird things oh, right, right. Well, so the, the, the girls got a fitness the, the the victim had a fitness tracking app called strava that sasser the one who tried to get the hitman to kill this woman signed up for so that she could friend her so that she can basically get the openly shared location data from oh, the app that's a good to idea. figure out where she was working out so she could figure out where to tell the hitman to go. Well, there you go. So don't get that. Uh, I have waited for two months and 11 days and the job is not yet completed. Well, I don't think the what is gonna... the delay? When will it be done? This is heard like this when I was talking to my contractor. Gonna, I don't think it's going to happen there, ma'am. Um, I never understood the. It counts how many steps that I take, and it also counts everywhere that I am, and has every single thing that's important to me biologically dated, and now it's up in the cloud. And but I get to know how many steps I've taken. I see you get this thing, man. That's the thing. You I take a bunch of steps. All I know is that every step I take is just the first step on a thousand mile journey to the future. Step by step, two heroes this week. Whoa! I guess we need him, Kissel. 
We need them heroes. Taste by Spellbound. It's a bakery in Avon. Well, it turns out that this bakery was so goddamn good that a big old bear had to break in and eat 60 cupcakes. That was a cute little guy. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That so the bakery cute. explained to the staff member, uh, they were placing the items in the shop's loading garage. When she saw a bear in the garage, she ran into the kitchen as fast as she could and slammed the door that goes into the loading area and held it tight. The bear then moved out of the boot, moved out one of the fridges in front of the door because it knew it was about to eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Honestly, I'm happy for the bear. And the bear. Do you think cupcakes make a bear sick? I don't know. But the bear destroyed around 60 cupcakes and a bunch of coconut cake. Wow, I love that. So it's cake. not really a hero, but it's just kind of funny. You keep her bear um, cake. And then this is what she wrote. These She says, they are more scared of us than we are of them. But that's not true. They're bears. And then uh, she mm -hmm. said, we all had a good laugh about it at this point. We think the bears are cute. So there oh, you go. Oh, interesting. Bears and like cats almost certainly have the receptor for sweet taste. And sweetness is usually a marker for food that has calories without toxicity. And the number two hero of the week is this uh, giant-ass catfish. It's, yeah, uh, this nine, is the real hero. It's nine feet. So Italian angler Alessandro Binacarde, they were really stunned when they caught this nine-foot-long catfish. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I can't imagine the meat's good. Actually, sometimes they get too big and they it's get not too as good. big and they go, um, It's the pro staffer at Mad Cat Fishing. He's been chasing this monster catfish for decades. So it's kind of like, a, it's, well, I forget the, the movie where they're looking for the fish. Is it? Uh, big oh, fish. No, grumpy old men. Yes. Grumpy old men. Yes. They're looking for the fish. And now he's he's pending the world record. Um, and so we don't know yet. There's going to have to be some world record people that are going to have to go finger mm. the fish, see what is all, all uh, up with it. Mm -hmm. But the fish is 23 years old. And um, oh, everyone wow, says they're, they're really proud of him. And well, no. Well, let's see here. Alessandra's huge uh, kitten, the uh, previous world record. Of, never mind. The previous record was 23 years old. Um, I don't know how old the goddamn fish is. It's something. It's some kind of age. And um, I don't know how we continue. I don't know. I don't know how we continue without knowing how you old know that fish is. Ben Accardi tried to do. He says, I tried gloving it. I tried gloving its mouth two or three times, but it was still so strong. I decided to go in shallow water and land it from the shore. Or gloving it. Oh, yeah. I guess you. You, you put your you hand it in it. For yeah, that's, that sounds bad. Well, now I don't even think we have any heroes. Are they week. not throwing it back? No, nah, I think they're going to keep it and probably, I think it's dead. It seems like it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's out of the water. Once it's sleeping. You should be sleeping there. That's I always say just let it live. Yeah, I would. I, you should throw it get. back. That's what I would say. Just let it go back. Yeah. Why don't we do that with more goldfish? Because goldfish never stop growing. I wonder why we don't do that. Maybe it's because they'll consume the entire ocean in a uh, sort of weird. You think so? Yeah, in a thought experiment way, yeah. Yeah, this oh, is a world of surrealities, yes. I think he did safely release it, but it looks like it's dead. Yeah, I think uh, you could release a dead body anyway. But isn't that funny, though, because you think about how we talk about aliens being uh, abducting us, but then how this fish is probably going to, if it is alive, going to go back and be like, and then they did this. That's a far side cartoon. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It All is. right. With any luck, they'll revere us as gods. I hope. They better, because someone needs to. Now, let's have some blister emails. First of all... um, I just, I'm going to read this email so you can kind of just know the types of corrections that we get. So you can kind of hear sometimes because this is very informative. Is this going to be passive aggressive? No. Okay. On this past side stories, you talked about the lady who froze to death in an Arby's freezer. Yes, we did. You also mentioned that the roast beef is a liquid. It is. 
Now, I worked as a quality control tech at a meat processing plant that made frozen burgers as well as the Arby's roast beef. My job entailed testing the lean meat and fat that was used to make the roast, <laughs> as well as in cooking the roast to check consistency, taste, and overall quality. Can you read this with a fatter voice, please? This is somebody who you need to know. This is a good friend. So somebody, I don't know how I got like, this. I just really think listen, that I... I'd like to point out the fact that the meat product, when put into the bags were categorically not a liquid. If anything, they were a paste-like solid. <laughs> They're liquid. That's liquid. They're viscous. You it can was, move them around. It was the kind of substance that was simultaneously viscous and overly sticky. That's it's, called liquid. It's a small piece of the roast beef got on your clothing. This is real. This is great. If a small piece of the roast beef got on your clothing, and he still uses roast beef with quotations. He does say roast beef with quotations. So he says he got on your clothing. It would essentially work its way into the fibers and never leave. <laughs> we wore frocks that were provided like by venom. the company. Yes, that I, but I ruined at least two sweatshirts because the meat would come as a contact with the sleeve somehow. And no matter how many times I watched them, there would always be some pink meat matter in the material. So uh, you know what? I'm it actually, doesn't leave. I it's permanent. This. Yes, I, this is fifty-fifty. It is fifty because what I. We, I just love our listeners. I love their listeners know but, the actual stasis of Arby's meat. To this man's credit, that's that is the viscous. Yes, it is not water. There is some. It is still. There's semblance of protein. Actually, uh, it but, is more of a paste like solid. It. It. But it's like we. You are. can squeeze. Is like, toothpaste would you a call liquid? me liquid or a paste like solid? Paste like solid. But is is toothpaste liquid? It's like toothpaste. Toothpaste is liquid. Is it not? I know. I I I I, I don't know. All Either I way, know it's is like it's the letters, just the letters we're gonna get on is. I didn't do it to Arby's. Arby's is doing that. Uh, they have done that. Liquid. I'm looking it up. Since toothpaste is considered a, it's a liquid paste or gel. So yes. So we're all right. So everyone has been proven right. I'm yes. actually happy. I am happy. This is called information. We're yeah. learning because we're that's growing. The, that's the exact thing that I was describing. It's just yes, it's not. I know. What you I'm mean. just saying it's not hard. Like when you think of meat, it's like, not a. It's not meat. It's not. Well, meat. It is meat, but it's not a. It's not a, a butt. It's just different. It's, you don't buy a. Also, side stories lpotl at gmail.com. What do you think is liquid or not? Also, side stories lpotl at gmail.com. You know what I'd really like is you weigh in on what we were talking about about the UFO story. Because I'd like to hear other yes, people's opinions as well. Truly. But a lot of you guys have read the same material that I have. And I would love to hear somebody else's just outside of the echoing, screaming chamber that is my brain. Absolutely. Just somebody else. And I got one other little letter. All right. I work now. This is about the bounce house story okay, that we covered with Marcus. Now, this is like this is intense, actually. I worked in the inflatable delivery industry for six plus years. Inflatable delivery industry. I love it. <laughs> and you guys aren't so far off. I will say that the only carny like people in the industry are the business owners. Hmm. They're essentially carnies that read a lot of entrepreneurial books and become the top dogs. Okay. It's a cutthroat business with brutal work and long hours. I was 17 when I started, and I worked until I was 22, and it consisted of loading up trucks at 6 a.m., delivering typically 10-plus inflatables, plus concessions, tables, and chairs. That's a lot. Our trucks had two guys on it, and we were all high schoolers. You show up to the event and roll out the inflatable, typically weighing 200 pounds up to 1,000 pounds in some cases, yeah. and running cords 
blowing up the inflatable and staking it. Not to mention staff events dealing with rich children who were demons. You then retrace your route and roll the inflatables and take them back to the warehouse. I got paid benefits. I would usually work 12 to 14 hour days in the summer. Wow. Our boss was an interesting guy who would yell at us and dock our hours out of spite. My biggest mistake was hitting two cars on a narrow side street in a box truck and not just fleeing the scene. <laughs> to reiterate, mm -hmm. my boss was angry that I didn't do a hit and run. We had rival businesses in the area that would pretend to be our company and poach our clients and use my boss's identity whenever he had business interactions. Good. This man was a known carn artist who fled from Florida. I'm not sure how much this is usable or makes sense, but the inflatable delivery and maintenance service is a cutthroat industry who uses ex-cons and high schoolers, which creates an odd yet incredible dynamic. Well, I absolutely love it. Well, speaking of odd yet incredible dynamics, I do have a couple of announcements. Oh. July 9th, I'm going to be at the Mic Drop Comedy Club. You got to check it out. In San Diego. He's going to fucking tell you everything. What, if you see that front row, Thank he's you. talking about your head. He's talking about your weight. He's talking about your race. <laughs> None of that. He's going to do You just, come on, let him I roast. I people don't like my racial comedy. <laughs> I don't know why. He loves to talk about race. Yeah. July 16th, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Fran. July 23rd. He's bringing a scale. What? He's going to bring a scale, and if you hit a certain weight, he's roasting you, buddy. He's a, no, no fan unturned. You're really, going to love the show, man. Really helping move the tickets. July 23rd, Wise Guys in Vegas, and July 30th, Ontario Improv in Ontario, California. So 7 9, 7 16, 7 23, 7 30, basically every Sunday in July, come out. And then I also have Flappers and Brea, but that's uh, in September and in October. So come on out, celebrate my birthday a month. Yes. Which is July. Absolutely. And I also have flappers and Brea because I have to visit a dietitian. Now, you guys are going to love my sense of humor. You're going to love <laughs> the fact that I make jokes, and we all do. We all love it. Everybody here at LPN can't get enough of it, including my wife. And mm -hmm. you are, of course, you're going to laugh. Oh, yeah. Because you're with me. You're around me. I'm a pleasure to be around. All right. I don't bring up stress. I don't say, talk about weird, uncomfortable stories no. and information during high, like high points of your own personal vulnerabilities because I can't connect with you. Whatever, no, man. Get away from me. Same sorority house. Ted Bundy killed all those girls. I, at, it was uh, a can boy you then. Leave? I was a boy then. Now I talk about the Manhattan Project and, and I talk about people's skin melting off. And that's what you get from me at a pool party when you ask me, hey, has something new happened to you this week? And then I info dump on a bunch of people about the Manhattan Project and then they're staring at you like you're the fucking problem. Absolutely. All right, live laughing. I'm going to fucking live like this every day. Like this every day. Okay. So I can't escape this. Well, maybe take it down just one more. Maybe for who? But for who? For then? you. Fuck me. For you. I respect me the least. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail everybody. Hail thank you for listening to everything. And this Manhattan Project is going to be fucked. I can't wait. It's very thick. It's yeah. very, very I heard thick. that. Yeah, it's good. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.